Return to Camp Blood, episode 78, Community Spotlight with Kent Mullins. This episode is brought to you by Black Hat Studios. Jesus Christ. Jason's alive. He killed my friend, now he's coming to me. He's got a death curse. Jason's a legend. I'm Mrs. Ward, an old friend of the Christie's. Jason belongs in hell. You don't think you stay here. Never come back again. Welcome to another episode of Return to Camp Blood. I am your host, Chris. So tonight, uh, Eric and Nate sat down with Kent Mullins, uh, who's the owner-operator over at Black Hat Studios. Um, Kent's passion for sculpting and love for Friday the 13th prompted him to open his own shop. And uh, he started producing um, silicone Friday the 13th hoods. Um, he also offers some wearable and display versions, and he all works part-time for Dark Design, who was known for their full Predator suits. How you doing tonight, Kent? Doing good. How you doing? Not too bad. Not too bad. Um so, uh, tell me a little bit about Black Hat Studios. Uh, well, it started in, uh, I believe I started Black Hat in early, uh, 2015, late 2014. It started out as a hobby. Um, I was getting out of the Marine Corps and, uh, my EAS date was, uh, was, uh, about, probably about two months out, my platoon started training and, you know, I was checking out and, and I was left there at the barracks by myself for long periods of time. And it's kind of like uh, The Shining, I guess, where uh stuck in this massive building by myself, just kind of losing my mind. And you now all my friends were out doing their thing, and I was just waiting to get out. And I'd always been into the old, uh, especially the 80s horror movies. And uh, at the time, I thought that I'd come up with this like brilliant idea because I had no idea. This was uh, probably uh, August 2014. Um or not August, I'm sorry, June 2014, uh, I had this brilliant idea, because at the time I had no idea that there was this whole underground community of, you know, uh, Friday the 13th, you know, mass collectors and hockey mass collectors and this massive community. So I thought, hey, I'm going to start painting realistic hockey masks. So uh, there I am in my barracks room. Uh, I I remember I got on eBay and I saw these uh, 99-cent China Hawks. I'm sure you guys have seen those things. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I ordered probably like 10 or 15 of those and uh, got a bunch of acrylic paint. Didn't know what the fuck I was doing and uh, painted what I thought at the time was, you know, accurate hockey masks. Well, I started going online and, and trying to sell them and uh, started seeing other stuff pop up. And I didn't know who it was at the time, but it ended up being Oz. And I was like, holy shit, somebody's already beat me to this idea. And they're way better than I ever dreamed about you know, being so, uh, about that time I had seen face off the show where they compete with, you know, makeup and and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love I that show. Bought, yeah. Yeah. I went and bought a bunch of water-based clay cause I didn't know what the hell, I didn't know there was, you know, now I know there's four or five different kinds of clay, but I bought water-based clay and, and, uh, was there in my barracks room just, you know, piddling around and did this really shitty pinhead from Hellraiser. And uh, it dried out and fell all to pieces on me, and I got pissed off. And 
anyways, you know, long story short, I ended up getting out, coming back to Kentucky, and uh, one thing led to another, and I learned a little bit more, and then uh, a guy named J.C. Wild took me under his wing and kind of started, you know, getting into this hobby is a little bit tough if you don't have a connection. If you don't, if you don't oh, have yeah. somebody that's telling you, like, hey, man, this is what's wrong. This is what you're doing wrong. This is why this isn't working. This is why that isn't working. It's really tough to, to get anything right. Unfortunately, uh, I guess JC kind of sh- showed an interest in me and thought that I had a little bit of a natural knack for it, I guess. And that first sculpt that I did, that part six, the Jason List sculpt, uh, he kind of like overlooked it the whole way from Canada. I would send him pictures and he'd be like, hey, uh, this is jacked up. You need to fix this. You need to do this. And, and man, then, like the rest is history. Uh, I molded that thing and got hooked and practiced and, and got, you know, learned techniques over the over the years and uh took everything that JC taught me and kind of put my own spin on it and then uh mid I think it was early 2015 I I got a I got into the Stan Winston or I did the Stan Winston classes on online the school and started learning from uh the online classes there on airbrushing with naphtha and mm-hmm. and uh oil-based paints as opposed to acrylic paints what I'd been using before and uh, achieving realistic skin tones on, uh, you know, living flesh like the Part 3 or, or the remake because uh, zombie skin is a lot easier to paint than realistic, than living flesh. And uh, that's something that a lot of artists, I think, have trouble with, and it's something I had trouble with for a long time. But uh, the Winston the Winston School was a tremendous help in, in learning, you know, skin tones and, and different pigments and and it's not just a, a flat skin tone that you're painting on there, but you need purples, pinks, and reds, and uh, even yellows sometimes, browns. And, uh, yeah, man, it's just it took off, and and here I am, you know, a couple years later, uh, kind of made a little bit of a name for myself, I guess, and I've got masks all over the world that people have bought, and uh, business is good. Speaking of the name Black Hat Studios, for those out there that might not have seen your logo uh, for your T-shirt design, which I did have a chance to see back in September at Scarefest, and I need to get one of those from you when you do your next run. But yeah. uh, maybe you could explain where you, how you came up with the name for your business. Well, uh, actually, first off, I'd like to thank. Have you guys ever seen Doctor Wolfula videos on YouTube? Yes, he, he does. Yeah, yes. Doctor Wolfula designed that logo. I've commissioned him. And uh, the guy's name is Sid. He's an awesome dude. He he's the one that that designed that logo. But the the idea from Black Hat, I wanted something that that kind of was mysterious a little bit, I guess. And uh, I didn't want somebody to hear it and know immediately. Well, that must be what they do. Uh, I have always since shit probably I've always hated logo uh, like uh, clothing with with uh, logos on it, like you know Hollister and American yes. Eagle, all that. I hate that. Uh, I don't like I, wearing some some a business. Without them paying me, I'm not going to give them free advertisement. Exactly. Yes. So I'm always if I'm wearing something, it's usually a flat color, and uh, it's usually either gray or black. Just a flat gray gray shirt with nothing on it, or black with nothing on it. And I always have on a, a black hat. No, it has nothing on it. It's just a flat black uh, fitted hat. And. uh I thought, you know, I wanted something that 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 deep down at its core is is 
uh, is slightly related to me, even if people don't know it. And uh, that was kind of my signature. So I just tagged it with uh, Black Hat Studios, and I think it it's it's literally as literal as it could be. But you wouldn't know that. I think I don't think people know that unless you know I tell them. But that's all it is, man. Is just because I'm always wearing a black hat, and I thought, hey, that sounds cool. Black hat is mysterious. You don't know what the hell that is, and uh, that's that's how that came along. Yeah, compared to a lot of the other businesses that have you know different names related to the film, obviously yours definitely stands apart from that. But it it really is a pretty cool logo that you have. I I do like that. Yeah, man. Uh, Sid Sid is is Doctor Wolfula. He he knocked it out of the park, and. Uh, on top of that, he does some of the best reviews on YouTube for movies, uh, in my opinion. But, yeah, he's an awesome dude, and he designed it. And he also uh, actually ordered one of my Part 3 busts, or didn't order it. I hooked him up with one, and he did a review on it on his on his YouTube channel. And I got a pretty uh, pretty cool relationship with him. It's, he's a good dude. Nice, nice. Um, when you mentioned your Part 6 mask, so that the the rancid mask for your part six version was that actually the first one that you if i remember correctly that was the first mask that you offered right uh yes i uh i sculpted that and it was right after i got out in 2014 uh i had done a chucky prior to that it was uh the chucky was more of me trying to learn the process uh, before i tackled something bigger and I sculpted the Chucky and molded it, and I was like, all right, fuck this. I'm ready to do something. You know, I'm ready to actually make something. And, uh, yeah, I always loved Jason Lives. Uh, CJ is one of my favorite actors that, that portrayed Jason, and uh, I, that's also my favorite look for Jason. Uh, I would say the between that and Seven and the remake are my favorite looks for Jason. So I went with Six, and uh, I didn't know at the time how hard it would be finding reference photos do that sculpt. That was a big issue I had. So it was good because it was, it's a tough one to do just because there's not a lot of reference material. Um, any photos that you do find of the six are grainy and blurry and you kind of got to just look at everything that everybody else has done and then pictures from behind the scenes and kind of make your own rendition of it. If you know what I mean? Yeah, I think you definitely did a good job with it. I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what you come up with next. Um, like I said, I, I we had talked before about you know the the selling of the rights to that particular mask along with with the part seven. So I'm looking forward to seeing what you come up with next. Yeah, man. Uh, one thing about that that six that I really loved that 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 I was proud of even to this day, even though my sculpting skills have dramatically increased, you know, since that part six. But uh, I really like the mouth on it, the the snarl. Uh, sometimes I feel like when people do the mouths on him, uh, it looks he looks kind of like he's uh, in pain. It doesn't look like he's, you know, uh, pissed or right. It looks to me like he's just been stabbed in the chest or something. It's more of a squeal or a. Does that make sense? I, I don't... Oh, a hundred percent. And uh, that's. Uh... I mean, and part of it that I, at the core, I think that that's part of Jason's psyche, but the whole, I'm fucking pissed off. I love how that plays off, uh, that, that version of Jason. Exactly. And, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, the, I'm, I'm looking at one of your sculpts right now and you fucking drilled that. I mean, 
the just the level of detail that goes into not the uh, dead eye, but uh, I'm looking at the uh, uh, the reboot bust, and it does it. It comes off like he's fucking pissed off, and he knows exactly what's going on. Yeah, the reboot was so much fun, and uh, it was different for me because there were actually photos to look at. You know, that's a big help. It's just having something to. I don't like having to. This makes sound sound so bad as an artist, but I don't like making something original. That's not that's not fun to me. Uh, I like seeing how accurate I can make something that's already existed. You know, uh, I think that it's. I enjoy recreating more than creating. So uh, to actually have photos of of something high definition photos because that you know that was two thousand nine so. They're not being taken on Polaroids, and you know, it right. was a lot of help. And that was something in the past with sculptures that I'd done that I wasn't used to because I'm such a fan of the old 80s and uh, early 90s horror movies. So, yeah, man, I appreciate that. We put a lot of, a lot of, a lot of time and a lot of heart into that that sculpture. Speaking of the remake, hood, we kind of skipped ahead a little bit about. Uh, skipped ahead a little bit on that one for our, for those out there listening that that aren't aware kent's also involved with a company called dark design and they recently just released the 2009 full silicone version of that hood yeah yeah and it we we're super happy with how it turned out uh it's uh something that i think only one of the, one guy in the past offered as a silicone and uh because it's not the hockey mask is never taken off in the movie we weren't concerned with doing a full face. I think uh, people in that one are less concerned with taking the hockey mask off as they are the seven or the, you know, the seven. <laughs> That's about the only one that I think for the most part, people are super, they they're they want it to be known that they can remove the hockey mask on most of the time anyway. Yeah. Uh, we wanted it to be comfortable and we wanted it to be tight fitting and uh, we wanted that dead eye prominent. Um, we did the prototype we had to do some adjusting to the uh, prototype on the head form uh, to get the fitment right. James Maxwell has a prototype now, and it looks phenomenal on a head form, but the fitment isn't great on it because we hadn't made the adjustments yet. And, uh, you know, it was just more of a to get an idea of what it was going to look like painted and, and haired and everything. And that's something that you have to do with every silicone mask that you make, no matter what it is. You're going to have to run a proto, and then you're going to have to try it on, and then you're going to have to make adjustments. So what what actually prompted that project? Was that just out of demand? Did you have a bunch of requests for that, or was it something you guys just wanted to tackle yourselves and throw out there? Uh, what brought that on? Let's see. Jeremy hired me in uh, at the end of last year to to start. He brought me on as a, a sculptor for Dark Design with him. Um, silicone mask making is an extremely extremely guarded uh, hobby. Nobody will tell you how to make silicone masks. You can't find tutorials on it. Uh, even the videos that you have to purchase are expensive, and they don't even go to the, into that much detail. Uh, there was even a waiver uh, before learning how to make the silicone masks involved. Well, that's how guarded that you know that part of the hobby is. That's why there are so few people that make them. Um, the molds for silicone masks are extremely complicated. Uh, you're getting into a whole different ball game when you're comparing latex to silicone. And silicone is something that I always wanted to learn, but I never had a uh, 
a way to learn it. You you almost have to know somebody, and you have to know them in person, and you have to be able to show up to learn it because nobody's going to show you how to do it online. Jeremy contacted me uh, last last year, the end of the year, and asked me if I would be interested in, in coming up there to Dark Design and uh, learning a thing or two and helping him sculpt. And I was like, absolutely, that's something that I had wanted to wanted to learn how to do well since I got into this hobby. Because I, th- I feel like that's the ultimate goal for any mask maker. That's the, you know, that's the pinnacle, silicone masks. And uh, absolutely that that was that was my goal all along from the beginning. But I know you can't make silicone masks without learning how to make latex masks. That's, you know, you can't make that step. That's too big of a step. Uh, So he brought me up there and me and Jeremy clicked. Jeremy's a good dude. Uh, He's a fun guy to hang out with. He's hilarious. And he's like 400 pounds of solid muscle. So he's an intimidating dude. And and, uh, he just loves Jeremy's a clown guy. He loves clowns. You know, we were hanging out there one day kicking it, and he was just uh, asking me about what kind of stuff I was into, and I was telling him I, I love Friday the 13th and Nightmare on Elm Street, Halloween, and Texas Chainsaw Massacre and Hellraiser. And he said, well, uh, is there a, a, pro- a market for Friday the 13th silicone stuff? And I had mentioned Kyle Huculak, which have you guys had on the show? No, we have not yet, not up to this point anyway. I had mentioned Kyle and uh, – he, uh, at the time, had the 6 and 7, and there for a while he did a small run of 8. So I knew that uh, I didn't want to step on his toes because I like Kyle. And, you know, I didn't want to, just out of respect, I didn't want to do any of those in silicone. So I was like, hey, let's fucking let's do the remake. And that's how that came along, man. Uh, he was like, oh, he was all about it, and me and him took that on, and we kind of passed that sculpt back and forth for about three weeks. And uh, I would I would work on an eye, and he would work on the on an ear and then I'd get it and I'd work on another ear and that's how that came about. And, uh, it, it's a lot of, it's a lot. I feel like a sculpture turns out better if you have two sets of eyes on it because that guy sees something that maybe I didn't, or maybe I see something that he didn't because you get tunnel vision when you're sculpting and, uh, you start missing the bigger picture. So if you can get your eyes off of it for a week and, you know, decompress, let somebody else mess with it. And then when you get it back, you see it differently. Yeah, I think you guys collectively did a great job on it. I've only seen, you know, uh, just a few pictures of it posted, but it looks like it wears, you know, really well. I think the the cosplayers, you know, for the, from that film are, are going to be pleased with it. Yeah, the, the the pictures that you see James wearing are that's the proto. So the fitment on on the ones that are that are that are being made now is way better, uh, way better. But even the proto didn't. It, it was a decent fitting mask. Um, now that you mention it, I think those photos of James are the only ones that I've seen of it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's those are the only photos out right now of anybody wearing that mask, and and even those are the proto, which uh, was done you know pretty quickly. We we had no intentions of of ever distributing that the proto. It was just uh, to get an idea. We knew that the fitment was going to be off. It's always going to be off whenever you you know do the first pull out of a, of a new silicone mold there's always adjustments so, so as far as that goes i mean did you did you say you know uh, was there was there any i guess any hiccups along the line where you were like ah eh, maybe this wasn't such a good idea honestly man like it went about as well as making a silicone mask could go and you know if you know the process that's saying a lot uh <laughs> 
it's it's a pain in the ass process and and nothing stands out in my I, actually you know what let me take that back uh whenever we tried to run the proto we severely misjudged the amount of silicone that that beast would would take up uh we we misjudged the size of the lumps cuz you know he has this malformed like you know, mongoloid head uh, hydrocephalic mongoloid pinhead yeah <laughs> exactly and we severely misjudged uh the amount of silicone that that thing would suck up so we uh we poured it in and and we thought shit man we're still not seeing you know the puddle at the top of the pour spout there's got it's got to be up there though it's got to be we got to be good there's no way in hell so we let it cure we waited 4 hours cracked it open and it was it was barely past the neck and we had just blown about $200 worth of silicone like wasted on nothing so yeah that was the only hiccup that i can that i can remember from from the whole the entire remake process everything else went uh, pretty smoothly uh well about as well as you can anticipate it yeah i was just curious you know like we had talked about before there's there's really only been a couple of them out there so you know i think yours is going to go over well is there anything any other silicone projects that you guys are working on now that you'd want to share well we uh not friday the 13th related uh we do a lot of dark design has, has become notorious with clowns uh which has uh in recent in the past year or so become more more popular as you can imagine but uh Jeremy really likes sinister looking like evil clowns and uh we do dark design does so many of those there's there's several several sculptures of the clowns and uh we are in uh in the future planning on doing another Friday the 13th uh silicone I don't know if it's going to be a hood or a mask yet and I don't know which movie it's going to be from I'm thinking probably uh the verses that's what i was just going to say there's there's always been some talk about you know someone coming out with a new silicone versus hood so i was just curious if maybe there's reasons that some of these masks haven't been done in the silicone and uh one of them is the size uh he has a massive head in in the remake and the in versus and uh silicone the the thicker uh the sculpt is the less movement you get out of it so there's a delicate balance there between uh making it accurate and making it wearable that's the reason that or at least i believe that's the reason uh somebody hasn't tackled the verses yet but i think we figured out i think i think we're going to be able to do it um yeah that's that's probably uh what's in the future for us uh hopefully in the next couple months nice i will definitely look forward to that and, and you going know, back now cfx does a uh they, they do the deformed hood which is kick-ass, man. I owned one myself, and that thing is amazing. Uh, and you can order from CFX that deformed hood and have them painted up like a versus and punch some hair in it. And it, I mean, it looks pretty kick-ass in my opinion. I've seen yeah, I've seen it. that one. It, it's passable as a versus, but it would just be nice to have an option of a of a, a regular, you know, sculpted versus compared to intended to be a versus. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So going back to your projects with Black Hat, um, I know that you offer repaints, and there's been some mention of you know doing some Part Eight pieces. Uh, there's a lot of Part Eight fans out there. Uh, maybe you can shed some light on what you're offering with those new products. Yeah, man. Uh, and this is off topic of what you just asked me, but Part Eight gets so much unnecessary hate. I don't know why people hate it so much. I love Part Eight. Oh, uh, I I agree. But then again, I I I'll defend. Um, Jason goes to hell to anybody. Uh, it's got some of the best kills in the franchise. So uh, I cannot argue that it does. It does have that. 
And uh, I feel like but, with part eight, people are so critical of, of you know, uh, of uh, continuity and, and shit like that. That's never been an issue in Friday the 13th. If you're going into Friday the 13th wanting to see continuity and, and any of that, then you need to turn turn it off and watch something else. Oh, so, abs- uh, absolutely. Uh, save for maybe the first four films. Yeah, you can exactly. get a little bit, but it just gets so sporadic, and the story changes. And but that's what we love about it. I mean, they're not I meant did. to be taken seriously. You're supposed to just have fun and mm. take it at face value. You know, there's not a. It's not a fucking Stanley Kubrick film. It's a, no, it's not. And I mean, it, it's and I think the fans uh, demand the that formula. I mean, they do. It's. It, and I, I think it's just such a, a great balance because I, I, me personally, I don't like the comedy aspect of uh, introducing comedy into horror, uh, even though it's a light break. Uh, I like just unrelenting, like like Jason in the reboot. And I mean, we hadn't seen a a brutal Jason since you know. Ted White on the mask. And I'm and, glad you said that because I feel like the remake was so well done. I feel like I don't know what else anybody could have wanted from it. And that's oh, my opinion. I, oh, the, and that's my opinion 100%. I mean, if you don't like the reboot, I dare say that you, <laughs> you're not, I mean, okay, so maybe you're a sci-fi fan that likes Jason X or you prefer zombie Jason, what have you, but that that element of there's actually somebody that's going to break me in half or throw an axe into my back that I mean just brutal loved it uh, Mears was so perfect with his body language and oh, uh, yeah. and movement and veracity uh, oh and, yeah and it was also interesting them them bringing into uh, explaining things like how he knew where you were you know the bells and the tunnels and all that stuff. It was, I just thought they did a fantastic job. I don't know what, what anybody else could have wanted from a There's Friday 13th. Save for one thing they missed one key ingredient to that. I think makes a perfect Friday the 13th. They missed the prophet of doom. I, 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 I love crazy Ralph and I would have loved to seen another incarnation in the reboot. What's that you say? You're going to camp blood, ain't you? You'll never come back again. <laughs> it's got a death curse. <laughs> Gary Busey, Crazy Ralph. Uh, that would have been awesome. Oh, my God. You might be onto something. <laughs> you know, that would be a good fit. I, I have to admit that. That would be awesome. Oh, my God. <laughs> Going to camp blood, ain't you? Oh, yeah, that, that would be a perfect fit now that I think about it. I'm surprised we've never thought about that before. Maybe that's an idea for a new episode. We'll lobby for uh, Gary Busey in the new film. I I love amazing. it. I, I love it. <laughs> I mean, I, I think that, uh, and I've, uh, I've talked with other people from other shows and uh, tried, and I've made the argument, and Landon uh, uh, from... Uh, Lando, one of our other hosts, he uh, he wrote an article about Robert England playing Doctor Loomis, which I think's brilliant. Yeah, and I think Gary Busey gets crazy, Ralph, hands down. I do. I you love to, that. You guys have the connections. You need to talk to somebody. 
<laughs> yeah, I think Brad Fuller might be getting an email tomorrow. <laughs> you guys, sorry, I got us off topic. The, the part eight, uh, that was something, you know, I've done a lot of those, those uh, not, not the mask, uh, as of recently, I've been focusing more on the neck down stuff, but uh, a guy contacted me a while back and wanted a, a full part eight from the neck down. Uh, he didn't want me to do the mask. He already had a mask, so I was like, well, I've never done one before, but... Yeah, I'd love to try. So uh, I did it, and the guy loved it, and I guess it got shared. I don't know if it was through private messaging or on his uh, his Facebook, but I've had quite a few people contact me, and that's been something that I've been doing quite a bit of the past uh, little bit. And I just kind of got, you know, thrown into that. But, yeah, that's going well, too. It's uh, it's a lot of fun. That I mean, that's a whole nother process, I mean, because – what uh once you get the the clothes and get them weathered right then what you bask them in clear silicone to give it that wet look yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna go ahead and and put something out here because i don't i've always told people anybody that wants to ask me how i do something with the exception of the silicone mask making just because uh you know i'm not allowed to tell that stuff uh anything that i do at black hat i'm more than happy to share with anybody that wants to contact me um and that's with painting uh weathering clothing uh, priming masks, uh, trimming, casting, molding, sculpting, anything, anything that anybody wants to know, they're more than welcome to hit me up and, and I'll explain in detail with pictures if they want uh, how to do any of this stuff. But all you need, all you really need to weather a shirt well is a brick and a, and a driveway. Uh, all you got to do is... All you got to do is spread that shirt out on a driveway, man, or a sidewalk, and and take that brick and gently, uh, you know, rub it like you're sanding it on. And what that'll do is cause little pinholes, little bitty pinholes that look natural. Uh, they actually look like you know, bugs have been chewing on it and shit like that, and and it makes it real natural. But uh, that with some coffee and uh, some acrylic paints, and uh, yeah, I like to think that in the past year, I've. Uh, gotten a pretty good grasp of weathering clothing and, and making it look because too often I see part sevens especially that that look uh look manufactured they don't look it looks like people take scissors and you know that's not how things tear right it always looks like cuts and it, and it really ruins the costume if you ask me and it's uh and and the right way to do it is super simple and 99 percent of people have the stuff to do it without having to ever buy anything but yeah, I mean, uh, the part eights are, it's, it's essentially, uh, it's a two layers. The first layer is, uh, under armor, long sleeve under armor and long, long pant, uh, like pants under armor. I'll have the customer order that so that it fits them and then ship it to me. And then the, uh, the, the zombie sleeves are added to that under armor. There's a, a location on the top left shoulder that gets, uh, latexed and painted. And there's a part on the back and there's a part on the, uh, right side, bottom of the stomach, and then, of course, the knees and the left ankle. And uh, all that's uh, applied, and it's just all of it slips on. The sleeves, everything is all in one piece. And uh, then you slide the clothing on top of that, and it hugs to the body. It it moves realistically, and uh, it doesn't flap around and, you know, take away from the overall look. Right on. Now, do you on uh, when you plug hair? Now, is that you doing all the hair plugging, and uh, and what type of material do you use? Uh, you talking about on the remake? Yes. Yeah, the remake. Uh, 
hair punching is a pain in the ass. That's that's in 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 this entire hobby out of everything that I do in this hobby, and you know I make Evil Dead chainsaws too. Uh, I do the clothing for for the Part Eights, and I've done clothing for Part Sevens, and then of course the silicone masks and the, and the latex masks. Plugging hair is is the biggest pain in the ass in the entire hobby, and there's a reason that it's so that it's so expensive. If you order from CFX or, or anybody, and it's because it's so time consuming. Um, uh, honestly, I got tired of doing it, and so I taught my wife how to do it, and now my wife is the uh, hair puncher. So she has right on. <laughs> she is. Uh, I mean, I've, I've got to say, she's mastered the art. She's she's good, and uh, she yeah. understands. You know. Uh, when when you punch hair in it, you have to punch it in realistically. You can't just punch it straight in. It has to go in at an angle, the way hair would grow. Um, hair doesn't grow straight out. Right, and I mean, it's it's just, a, it, it, you've got such a perfect line and a perfect fade. I mean, it's like you said, it, you as far as replicating what's on screen, I, that's just phenomenal. I mean... And, and you know, that, that has to go to my wife. I've got to give her props. She's, <laughs> that was all my wife. I taught her how to do one, and and she ran with it. And she's she's pretty awesome with that. I gotta give her gotta give her credit. But yeah, that's all. It's hand punched. Um, it just involves a felting needle, and uh, I have a a source for some for real human hair. It's all real hair that you see there. Uh, all the remake masks that Dark Design is uh, going to be selling uh, is is made with real human hair, and uh, I have a. A source for that that I, I don't know is entirely legal, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it's it's uh, it's all real hair and and uh, I dye it to to match the uh, the color of the hair on screen, and it's hand punched in by my wife. Then uh, what will happen is that that mask will get turned inside out, and uh, a layer of silicone will be added on the inside to keep the hair from pulling out. And uh, that's it, man. You just you can comb it. You can uh, style it. You can do anything that you could with with a, a head of hair because that's what it is. It's not that synthetic shit, you know that that gums up and and uh, and just seems to me like makes a mess no matter what you try to do with it. Oh yeah, oh then you can't do anything, and uh, it gets uh, it's temperamental in the sun. It's that uh, yeah, that's that that's just awesome. Um, so. How can our listeners get a hold of you, Kent? Uh, you can contact me on Facebook. Uh, my name is Kent Mullins, uh, or you can contact me through Black Hat. Uh, Black Hat Studios, it's probably going to be the first one that pops up. Uh, you'll see my emblem there. It's a little Part 7-looking Jason with uh, Black Hat on. Awesome, awesome. Well, uh, thanks for being on the show, and uh, it was great talking to you, Kent. Yeah, man, I appreciate you guys having me on. Yeah, thanks a lot, Ken. I really appreciate it, man. Been fun, guys. Well, all right. Please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to the show. If you want to support us financially, head over to campbudpodcast.com slash donate. If you think you or someone you know should be featured on the show, you can hit us up at the website under the contact tab or comment on the show notes at campbudpodcast.com slash 78. Also, please consider checking out some of the other shows under the Astro Panda umbrella over at astropandaproductions.com. A special thanks goes out to the Downriver Rat for our intro and outro music. You can check his stuff out at thedownriverrat.com. Until next time.